you are listening to the B-Cast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I uh, just had a snafu of sorts. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. All right? What happened was, is that I did not charge my mic. My mic died. I feel so stupid. I didn't charge my mic and I messed up. So what that means is I am recording this from my phone, um, which threw me all off. It really did, but I am not going to let that deter me. I am determined to put out a podcast every single week. All right, I could have very easily folded up like a lawn chair and brought it upstairs and just said, you know what, no mic, no podcast this week, or I'm going to be late. I'll do it on Wednesday. No, I made a commitment to deliver this bad boy on Tuesday, every single Tuesday, for all of you people that depend on this for your entertainment. Okay, so I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. Uh, I even started recording. <laughs> sponsors man i had sponsors that i was recording in the beginning of this episode i got through the sponsors i got through my intro which i played now but i don't know until i'm done recording to see if it did play through this app that i use on my iphone um and i don't know you know what it's just it doesn't have to be perfect all right perfectionist perfectionism is an excuse for procrastination all right that's what that's a, another form of resistance that we build on ourselves to keep us from accomplishing our goals. I read that in a book, so it's true. All right? The book is called The Art of War. No, 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 no. That's not the book. That book teaches me how to cook people's ass in other countries. The book I'm talking about is called The War of Art. All right? And it's from by Stephen Pressfield. I don't even know how I remember that name, but uh, it's a good book just about the resistance that we create in our own heads to keep us from our goals. Um, and uh, it's something I do very, very well. I'm very good at creating resistance. I'm probably the best in the world at creating resistance to stop me from doing what I want to do and the things I need to do to achieve my goals. See, I like to pretend about my goals. Well, not pretend. I like to daydream about my goals and accomplishing them. But then when I'm done daydreaming and I realize that you have to put in work to accomplish those goals, then all of that goes out the window normally. But... I'm working on that, ladies and gentlemen. I am working on that. I'm working on that every single day. All right. Um, so that's not going to stop me. We're here. We're in. The, we're in the building. I'm in my my uh, my grandmother's basement that I call it. Just posted a video on my Instagram about that. This wood paneling that I have. See, that's one of the resistance that I used to create. Because I didn't want to start my podcast until I ripped all this wood paneling down in my recreation room and uh, put soundproofing and air sealing, um, you know, air sealing, not like a ceiling above me in my head. I mean, like sealing all of the cracks and gaps so that I can smoke down here and smoke cigars and smoke other things and smoke hookah and all that stuff down here. And But um, that's not going to happen. All right. That's not going to happen right now. If I waited for that to happen, I would be starting this podcast in five years, 
if I'm lucky. I may never do that down here. Who knows? But right now, it's a room where I can come down here and be away from everybody at 10 o'clock at night and talk loud and talk without having to whisper. And that's what I'm doing here on this telephone, cell phone, uh, telephone. Who the hell says telephone anymore? Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's one of the resistances that I used to create was that I had to build this podcast studio so that I can sit here and have guests. I don't even want to have guests. I really don't. Not yet. Because I'm trying to figure this out on my own. I'm trying to figure out podcasting. I'm trying to get better at it. I'm just trying to build up my momentum in podcasting. I'm, I'm not trying to um, be the next Joe Rogan or whoever. I'm just trying to learn. I'm just trying to get used to podcasting because being a stand-up comic, um, is, you know, eventually people are going to start paying attention to me. And when they do, then they're going to want me on their podcast. And wouldn't it be nice if I had some podcast experience when I went on other people's podcasts so that I'm not just sitting there like a schmuck. I did a podcast um, uh, like two months ago, maybe two or three months ago. Um, oh, man, Dave Hodges podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I don't remember. I think it's the Uncomfortably Funny podcast. Um, and I went on there and you know what? It's different when you don't know. Like I did a podcast a year ago with you know a friend of mine and his friends and I sat and hung out with them for a little while before the podcast and I just felt really comfortable with them. So we had a good podcast. It was a good episode. It really made me fall in love with the whole podcasting uh, platform and the idea of actually being a podcaster and not just someone that listens to podcasts. I really enjoyed it. I really liked talking about something in depth, knowing that people would listen or would have the opportunity to listen because I didn't know if they were going to listen. And, um, and I really liked that idea. But then I did that podcast um, with uh, Dave Hodge. And, and you know, I know Dave from Open Mics, you know, briefly talking to him. I never sat down and really had a long, in-depth conversation with them. And the other guy that he's with, um, Ennis, Ennis, I think I'm saying his name right, man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just all over the place. But um, I never, like, I never met him before that. And um, Anthony, Anthony Ennis is his name. And um, I never met him before that. And I didn't have a chance to sit down and talk with them before the podcast started. So I got there a little bit late because I'm Puerto Rican. So I just wanted to make sure I uh, stuck to the stereotypes. I hate being late, by the way, to anything. And, um, oh man, I see how the ADD works. Um, and I got there late, so I wasn't able to talk with them and... You know, I I, I just kind of like froze. I, I wasn't, I didn't open up. I didn't uh, engage. And, uh, and I thought I was a pretty boring guest. And that's, you know, from lack of experience of being on podcast. So this is what I'm trying to do is just get on here and talk about things. I want to talk about things in depth that are in my head in depth. I want to kill. No, in depth. And I want to... Um, you know, dissect subjects and talk about things um, that I am interested in, all right? Like, um, you know, I've, I've been struggling with the whole format of how I was going to put this podcast together. And, um, uh, you know, I had floated the idea about doing current events, like opening up with a current events segment, and I can just give my hot take on what's going on in the world. And then, you know what? I decided I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that because everybody's doing that. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people are doing it. And it's kind of, you know, 
it's kind of overdone, and, and I don't want to pay attention to current events right now. I really don't. I don't. I have uh, uh, I have blinders on. I have blinders on to my goals. I have blinders on to what I'm trying to accomplish. And I only have a limited amount of time every week that I can devote to all of these different things. And um, I don't want to be bothered with current events. I bear like I, the, the amount of current events I get in a day involves when I when I'm at work and I open up my browser to go on Salesforce, the home page is msn.com. So I'll click around for a couple minutes. I'll like breeze through a few headlines or something. I get distracted. As you can see by this conversation, I get distracted very easily and I open Salesforce to look up a customer or set up an appointment or something. And when I click that and it opens, a headline, you know, catches my eye and I click on it, breeze through it real quick and decide I don't care. <laughs> Every article I read, I, I, I skim through. I wouldn't even call it reading. I skim through. I skim through it and I, the immediate reaction is I don't care. Why do I just waste my time? You know, um, why did I just waste my time looking at that? Right? That's a minute, two minutes, three minutes that I could have been doing something else more productive. Um, and that's a waste of time, in my opinion. Uh, that's how I feel about the whole uh, political landscape right now. I was very hardcore into it about a year ago. Maybe more, a little longer than a year ago. Longer than a year ago, I was super, super uh, online activist. Like, I was... I was walking around chat rooms with a picket sign. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a real thing, but I mean that as a description where I wasn't going outside and being an activist. I wasn't an activist in my community. I wasn't an activist in, you know, in the federal, in the, uh, you know, federal level. I wasn't, I wasn't doing shit. You know what I was doing? I was reading memes and reading articles and talking shit online. That's what I was doing. And it made me depressed. It made me ang it made me anxious. It made me angry, and it made me combative against people that I knew that had different opinions. And it just was a waste of time and energy. Not that those topics are not our time. Are it's not that the topics are a waste of time and energy. It was me being involved in the way that I was. Uh, that was a waste of time and energy. Uh, because I wasn't going to do anything about it. I was just talking shit. I was just arguing, right? And that took a little while for me to realize because I really thought I was making a difference. I really thought that having these conversations were making a difference. No, they're not making a difference. You know what's making a difference? Going out in your neighborhood and in your community and physically participating in the process, all right? Knowing who your city councils are, knowing... Um, you know who your mayor is and knowing what's going on in your neighborhood and what issues actually do affect your neighborhood all right those are issues that you know would mean more I believe to people other than what Trump is doing every 30 damn seconds that's all everybody's consumed about. And while everybody's consumed about that, your taxes are going higher. Your, you know, there's local businesses that are need attention. You know, there's just so much shit that's going on locally 
that if everybody that's talking about Trump and every stupid move that he's doing would focus on, the whole country would be a better place as a whole. That's my belief. All right. And that's another thing. I don't participate in that either. So you don't hear me talking about that. Right. So my view of it has become that I just don't want to waste my time participating in something I am not going to take action on. It doesn't make any sense for me to do that. And um, it took a while to realize that, but now I'm so much better off without it. I am very, very that's how the social media break started for me, was because I had to get away from, from what I was doing. I needed to unplug from that. And when I unplugged from that, that was probably the main takeaway, was what, you know, like this is irrelevant to me. It really is. You know, I, I, do, I still do feel passionate about a lot of the things I was talking about and a lot of my political beliefs, but it's nothing I need to share with anybody. It's just not something I need to debate with you about or make you believe the way I believe. Like, that, that stuff's all done um, for me anyway. I, I have no problem having these conversations in person. Uh, that's a different story, right? Because I get to know people and you're, it's a lot easier to empathize with someone else's beliefs when you speak to them face to face and you get there, you know, you, there's just a different part of communication. That's another thing. I, I really just felt like Facebook and, and online is just a, a really shitty way to um, talk about complex issues. Uh, man, I really hope this podcast is recording. I'm, I'm trying to like the levels are showing on, on my phone. And the timer is going on. I just hope that the sound is capturing and I'm not going to waste this half hour or 45 minutes that I'm putting into this and nothing records and then I have nothing to show for it tomorrow. Um, but we're going to push on. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, that's it. Just It's all about mental health. Same thing with documentaries, man. I posted something the other day about documentaries and how they're just, you know, one-sided and, and that... Um, it's just an incomplete narrative, and everybody thought I was talking about the Michael Jackson documentary, and I wasn't. I have not watched it. I have not watched the R. Kelly documentary. I have not watched any documentaries because I'm not watching them anymore because documentaries, I feel, are just one perspective of something, and they really convince you of that perspective, and then it just, jade, I don't know, it just jaded me, and... um I just it's just another thing I don't want to waste my time on. You watch a documentary, it elicits an emotional response. That emotional response elicits stress in your body and stress in your body causes all kinds of things. And I just don't have energy for it. I don't have time for it, man. I really I can't believe I'm going to say this, man, but I barely watch TV anymore. Do you know what that is for me to say that? I barely watch TV anymore. I watch TV when I eat. I watch TV while I'm working like I'll not even TV, I'll just have a YouTube channel. Like while I'm on the computer, I'll have like a YouTube video or something playing. Uh, but I just, I don't sit and veg out in front of the TV anymore. Like I sit on my phone and I work on my phone and, you know, uh, with what I'm trying to do with social media and building a brand and and bringing attention to the things that I'm doing, it's it's it consumes my attention and i'm sitting there on my phone and if i go anywhere else and i just sit there on my phone people are like are oh, you on your phone you're on facebook and then yes i am but i'm working towards something i'm not just 
cruising people's profiles and I'm not just bullshitting. I'm networking. I'm really actually networking. I'm reaching out to influencers and and talking about different topics and I'm I'm, you know, putting together marketing strategies for uh, for four or five different pages that I run, um, I'm just doing a lot of different things, and it requires a lot of attention. I'm trying to learn different things. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how um, to market this podcast more. As I'm progressing in it, as my conversations are becoming more in-depth with myself, and my ramblings are uh, producing bits of content that are valuable to people. The thing I feel, my experience that I have in my life is valuable to give to other people that have not had the same experience, but deal with similar issues. Okay. So things that I'm dealing with may Somebody may hear it and it just may make it may give them insight into something. It may give them relief. It may give them whatever, man. But I feel like that's valuable and I feel like I have a lot of that in my head. And I feel like by doing this podcast, by making my Instagram videos, by getting on a comedy stage and talking about all these things, that I'm helping people more than I would ever have helped people talking shit on Facebook. One thousand percent. I am doing way more for this world by doing this than I did sharing memes and trashing Obama and Trump online. And that's right. I trashed them both because they're both pieces of shit. All right. And if you think one is more of a piece of shit than the other, then you're confused. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to go into that rant. Um, but yeah, so I, I just feel like I'm, I'm more of a use to this world um, by doing that than I am um you know trying to solve uh you know world problems trying to solve problems in syria from my home in patterson my basement in patterson i'm going to solve the issues that are going on in syria or yemen uh it's just stupid it was just a stupid thought process and i'm glad i'm past it and i hope that maybe somebody hears this and it you know gives them a reflection like i don't watch sports anymore i don't watch you know, I watch UFC and boxing, combat sports. I love that shit. Um, but I don't watch football. I don't like football anymore. I don't like football because I'm, number one, I'm not interested. Number two, I don't like the NFL. Not because of the Colin Kaepernick thing. That was the icing on the cake. The The real reason was because of how they treated the NFL stars after with, you know, finding out about CTE and the way they covered that shit up. And, you know, they don't want to pay the vets and all that stuff. Um, it, it just it just really rubbed me the wrong way that they didn't want to take care of their people like that. Um and um, then the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and that whole national anthem and how much they get paid to to be patriotic and everybody buys that shit hook, line, and sinker. Um, all that stuff. It just made me sick. I'm just turned off by it. I don't have time. I don't care about what you do on your Sundays and you go and you sit down. You know, I got an open mic I'm going to do. I got meetings I'm going to attend that where I plan out my week and promotional um, uh, you know, campaigns or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like I have other things to do. I want to spend time with my family. I don't have much time to spend with my family. I don't want to spend it in front of a TV watching, you know, millionaires run around. Like it's just more, I'm really transitioning from a consuming mindset to a creating mindset. 
I want to create more than I consume now. And I want to consume what I create. Um, One of the things I was, you know, a big rant that I went on about this podcast, um, you know, just taking the audio from this because right now it's just audio. I don't have a camera yet. I'm working on trying to secure another iPhone uh, just for video purposes um, or just so I can record on that iPhone and then use my iPhone to record video of um, of me talking so I can put those on YouTube and um, and just market more, just be in, in more areas and more platforms and um, be more available. <sighs> But that's a lot of focus, man. That, I mean, that's that takes a lot of focus, and 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 I just don't have time to focus on bullshit. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this podcast today was just the winning mentality, like it's something I'm trying to create in my head. And the things I talk about, people are um, are things I'm practicing. These aren't things I'm an expert in. These aren't things that I'm a foremore, foremost, um, you know, I already said expert. I'm not, you know, a master at anything. I'm not talking about these things from a place of I'm better than anyone. I'm talking about these things from a place that I am practicing these things and I'm trying to get better at them. And I know, and and just from the, and I wouldn't bring it up if I haven't put it into practice and I'm seeing results. If I put it into practice and I didn't go through with it or I didn't feel it was beneficial, then I wouldn't care to talk about it because I don't want to push that on people. But something that I practice that I'm getting benefit from, I want to share that with people because I want other people to get the benefit too. That's just like seeing a great movie or hearing a great song. You want to share it with somebody. Well, this winning mindset that I'm trying to develop is uh, what I want to share with you guys today. And it's just about extreme focus, about extreme focus, extreme accountability, um, just uh, a lot of empathy and, and just no bullshit. Like, this is this is coming up from just uh you know different conversations I've had. This is in no way about anyone in particular. This is something I observe on a daily basis in multiple areas, in multiple um facets of my life, in work, in comedy, in social life. Uh, just people just waste too much time focusing on bullshit, on things that they can't control. And it's it just boggles my mind how people expect... It, it just confuses me how, how entitled people are to think that they're owed anything in this life at all. Like... Just let me put this into perspective. I um I was talking about this um, show that I was going to be on, where I was going to be featuring for a national headliner. You know, big big comedian, um, and you know he's got shows on Comedy Central. He's been on, um, uh, this is not happening. You know, that show that uh, Ari Shafir used to do, telling stories, and um, it's Aaron Berg. Aaron Berg is the comedian. I was going to be featuring for him on a show that's coming up in May. I think it's May 16th. It's a Thursday. And uh, I was going to be featuring. I was so proud. I'm like, man, it's barely over a year and I'm already featuring for a national comedian. Like, this is a big, you know, I was just so proud of it. I told my mom. I told my brother. I told my wife. You know, I, I, I put it on my website. 
I had was just getting ready to like start talking about it on social media and everything because the date was getting close and I didn't want to you know I didn't want to jinx it beforehand uh, I was just getting there and you know what happened guys I got bumped from that spot I am not featuring for Arenberg anymore okay um, the venue decided to um, the, the venue decided they wanted a bigger uh, female um, feature they wanted a bigger name right so they you know the producer my buddy clint um who i'm working with now in 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 producing shows over at the comedy dungeon in patterson new jersey wonderful place at the riverside manor small little plug there um it's a safe place where you won't get stabbed it's protected by the uh the you know whatever can't tell you um but it's a really nice place and um he had a decision to make and he had to get a bigger name. So he reached out to Aaron. Aaron got a bigger name and we have a new feature. All right. You know, well, she's got tens of thousands of followers on Instagram. It's a big name. It makes the show a lot better. Okay. It'd be very easy for me to be very upset. I am upset about it. All right. I'm, it's not that I'm not upset about it. It's just that I don't have time to be upset about it. I don't have time to sulk about it because if I do, I can't see the opportunity that it presents to me. There's always opportunity. Everything, every failure, every setback, there's always opportunity from that. And if you're busy sulking about it, if you're busy being pissing and moaning about failures and setbacks, you don't see the opportunity. Okay, so I am still on the show, thankfully. All right, but two other people had to be removed from that show, and they were well, one of them was very upset about it. I spoke to this person in great length about it, and um, it's just when you when you're upset you don't um you like i said when you're upset and you get caught up in your feelings it's hard for you to see opportunities that come out of things all right now my silver lining um things are always going to work out attitude which i'm kind of it's kind of in my dna uh, my aunt is like that my dad was like that my whole father's side of the family's like that the the worst things in the world happen and there's just always some positive that you can get out of it Excuse me. Now, me, when I see that, my initial reaction is, okay, you know, you got cut from the show. I'm sorry about that. That sucks. But that sets up now a producer owes you something. Okay? A producer owes you something because they did something to you. Right? The producer, if they're a good person, which I believe this person to be, are going to feel bad about having to make these decisions. These decisions don't come easy. It sucks to be in this position, but sometimes you have to make these decisions. Now, there's other decisions that could have been made, and uh, you know you can't fault somebody for making the wrong decision, but if they feel it's the right decision, then you know whatever. They're, they're not acting with malice. Right. If you can see that, if you can see past the shit and see that someone's not acting with malice and they're acting um, just for the best part of the show that they feel, if they're making decisions based on that, um, then you know you just have to take it, you know, with a grain of salt. Now, 
again, this is not to take away from anyone's emotions because, like I said, I'm upset about it too. Okay, I'm not happy that I'm bumped now to just a you know another name on the card. Like I was the feature underneath this headliner. Now I'm not, and someone else is, and that's that's. I mean, I don't want to say it's fine because it sucks, but that's what that's just the way it is, right? So I can either sulk about it and be upset and get pissy and be resentful, right? Because that's the worst part about it is when you're resentful, that shit lingers. And when it lingers, it changes your attitude. And other people notice that, you know, when I mean other people, whoever you're resentful towards will notice that. And then that person doesn't want to owe you anything anymore. And nobody owes you anything anyway. Nobody owes anybody anything. If you feel in your mind that you're owed something, you're fucking entitled. And that's a bad place to be. Because in this world, no one owes you shit. Ever. In anything, nobody owes you shit. Right? So when someone does feel like they owe you something... You can't ruin it by, by bashing them or confronting them um, combatively. It's one thing to confront somebody and express your emotions about it. But the minute you start making that person feel um, attacked because of your feelings, you put somebody on the defensive. And when you put somebody on the defensive, they're not going to want to do anything for you anymore. And in a business that you have to worry about the big picture, the long run, right? This shit in this business doesn't happen in the short term. This is one fucking show out of thousands of shows that you could potentially be doing in your life. In the big picture, in one year, this shit is not going to matter. If I'm doing my job and I'm getting better and I'm busting my ass and I'm working, this show is not going to matter in a year. It's not going to mean dick at all. So why am I getting upset now? Because of my ego, right? Because of my, my, my sense of entitlement. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about me. My sense of entitlement, my ego is what makes me want to be upset about this. Like I'm owed something. I'm not owed shit. I'm grateful to be on this show. I'm grateful to still be on this show. Thankfully, I wasn't cut. But if I was, I got a favor in my pocket now. Okay? Now, this guy's going to have it in his back of his head, if he's not a scumbag, that you did somebody wrong, you're going to have to make it up for you. That's the karma. In, that's the karmic universe, right? So you do somebody, you do something that affects somebody negatively, then you want to do something to make that right, right? So now you, with a producer that's putting on these kind of shows that can get you paid, you have somebody that owes you something, right? Figuratively, they don't owe you shit in real life, but you have somebody that, you know, you, you, that you have a favor that you can call on for, right? Like that's what I'm talking about, the silver lining. This is the, the, the winning mindset, um, you know, especially like when you're, when, you're, um, when you're in a position of power or a position of influence. Like I know, I know that I get a lot of things 
because I'm in a position of power. Very limited power, guys. I'm not fucking blowing my own horn here. I'm no fucking Harvey Weinstein. I run a fucking small bar show, okay? But it's a bar show that has something people want. An audience, okay? They want to perform in front of an audience. They want to be on a show. I have that power to do that for people. That makes me influential, okay? When you're in that position, there's a lot of politics involved with that. And I try my hardest to stay out of it. I don't get involved. I try not to get involved in gossip. I try not to get involved in he said, she said, this person, that person. I try to stay away from all of that. I try to stay away from interpersonal beefs that people may have with one person or the other like i don't care about that that has nothing to do with me what you and that person have to do is between you and that person even if we're friends if we're friends and you are in an argument with someone unless that person really really did something wrong to you that there's no reason for me not to talk to that person or work with that person okay um so that's just how i stay out of these things and it could be it could just be real easy to, for people to fall into the trap of worrying about what other people are doing and, and worry about what other people are getting that you're not getting. And let me tell you something. That's what losers do. Losers worry about what other people are doing. Why? Because winners are busy winning to worry about what other people are doing. Winners are busy practicing to win. They don't care what other people are doing. And what, when I first um, got like my first two or three bookings, it was like one friend did me a favor and I did two burner shows. I, I told myself I wasn't going to ask anybody. Like so people started telling me, you know, that you have to start asking bookers. You have to start emailing people. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that yet because I, don't, I, I didn't have faith in myself as a comedian to ask people to put me on their show because I didn't think I was good enough. And, um, and I told myself that I was going to wait until people asked me to be on their show before I decided I was good enough. Like that to me was like a measuring stick. And now, like I said, I'm influential because I have a show. A lot of bookings that I get is because of that. And, um, not because people owe me anything or people are trying to do anything for me, but because it gives me an in. Um, it's, it's like a shoehorn kind of analogy. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, but it gives me an in into getting into other shows. Uh, that's how I get booked in the city. I booked you know, a friend of mine, and then he brought his friend who books a show, and I booked them, and then they put me on their show. You know what I mean? Like That's, you know, that's how this thing works. Uh, it's all about networking and all that stuff. Um, so having a show makes me just a little bit more influential than the average person. And um, so I started getting booked on shows, and I still... Um, I still don't ask people for spots. I still don't ask people for, for bookings. Um, and I hear stories from other promoters. Uh, there was um, people on Facebook today talking about a guy being aggressive about <clears throat> trying to get a spot on a, um, uh, at the Bad Bitch Revolution Festival. Um, and 
uh, I'm looking at, you know, the text messages and stuff like that. Uh, just because I don't partake in the bullshit doesn't mean I don't have some little time to entertain myself with some snippets. I like to keep my ear to the ground a little bit. I just don't give my opinion. My opinion does not matter. Um, and uh, it was just somebody that was being aggressive, asking for bookings and everything like that. And um, and it's just I don't I don't know how people navigate like that. I don't I don't understand when people get mad about not being booked and people are upset about like something again. That's just another form of entitlement. It's just another form of entitlement and having like a, a need like people owe you something and it's fucking weird to me it just really is weird i i'm I ha- i'm in this place right now where i just have blinders on i don't look left i don't look right there's a lot of shows i don't get booked on and i wonder i physically wonder why i don't get booked on these shows right and um and i just like you know i don't know i just for me, it's it's about patience. There's a lot of patience involved because I feel like, and this is when it comes to extreme accountability. Extreme accountability for me is it's my fault that these people are not booking me, right? Because I'm not good enough, right? I, I'm good enough to be on the show, but I'm not good enough for you to feel like you need to put me on the show you know what i'm saying like i need to make myself so good that you have no fucking choice but to want to put me on your show that you're going to reach out to me and ask me hey are you available you know what i mean like there's people that i book on my show that when i ask them i genuinely fear them saying no that's a level that i'm trying to get to so i don't care why you're not booking me I'm going to make you book me by working harder, right? That's accountability. I can't control why you're not booking me, but I can control how funny I get. I can control how much better I get, where then I take the power away from you. Now you don't have the power about booking me. I have the power whether I let you book me or not. Huh? Mic drop. If this was not my phone, I would mic drop this right now, all right? That's a fucking nugget. That's accountability. That's power. That's the power I'm talking about. There's no power in wondering why someone else isn't doing something for you. That's lack of power. You are on the low side of the totem pole at that point. And that stretches across all platforms, all facets of life. I have it written on my wall at work. I don't make mistakes. I create new opportunities to learn. I say that because it allows me to be accountable for the mistakes that I make. When I make a mistake, I'm the first one. Hey, I fucked that up. I did that wrong. Why? Because number one, it gets it out of the way. You know how hard it is to operate with having to try to dodge responsibility? How to constantly, like, people that do that annoy the shit out of me. People that where nothing is ever their fault annoy the shit out of me because I know how tiring it is for you to go through that. It annoys me because that used to be me. I used to never be able to be accountable for anything. There was always an excuse. There was an always a reason why something happened. There was always, always an excuse. And you know what? It's all bullshit. 
It's all bullshit. Everything that happens to you is your fault. When you have that in your mind, you are in control. You are not in control when you want to blame other forces because you can't control other forces. You can control how you react to other forces, right? So whatever happens to you, it's your fault, right? No matter what, even if you're an innocent bystander, it's your fault because you were there. There's always something to learn with that mindset. And I've, you know, I've been implying this for, for, for better, you know, for a little, a little while now. And, and I tell you, you know, I think it was longer than a year. I wanted to say two years. I'm not sure if it was two years, but, um, accountability is something I've, I've been practicing for longer than a few years. Um, I've just gotten really, really hardcore about it within the last, you know, couple of years, um, where I've, I've taken on the, the idea that everything is my fault. And when I do that, I don't have to answer to no one. I don't have to answer to no one. I have to answer to myself. That's it. That's a tremendous place to be. I'm telling you, man. But um, I just I don't know. I just see people complaining. Uh, people complaining baffles me. Another thing, it, it just I don't understand the mindset of complaining. Complaining is useless. It really is. And I still complain, people. Again, this is why I'm talking about I'm not coming from a place of better than. I'm coming from a place that I'm in it. I'm working on these things. And I see it. When I see other people complain, it makes me annoyed because I know when I complain, I'm wasting time. When you're complaining, you're not talking about the solution. You're talking about the fucking problem. And talking about the problem doesn't do anything to fix it. Unless you're talking about solutions in your complaint... You're wasting time, right? Like, there's people, I, I see that people have one, two, three years in comedy, and they're complaining, like, what are you talking about? You're 30 minutes in this game. This is the long game. If you're in it one, two, three years, and you're complaining, I don't see a future for you, or I see a miserable future for you if you're complaining now. I just... The whole idea of complaining, it, it's just, a, I don't know, it's just a, the fetus attitude, I feel like. It's just like you're already, you know, you're already lost. Like, it's just people aren't patient, you know. I'm not patient either. I want everything when I want it without putting in the work. That's, when I, that's how I like things. That's how I'm struggling with, with fitness and dieting now. Because I'm coming from a place where I have to put in a lot more work and I refuse to do it. I refused to do it. Now I'm back in it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm freaking losing the weight. All right, that's another podcast. I want to talk about all that stuff in another day. Um, we were rocking for 40 minutes, guys, with no microphone. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, so the winning mentality, man, that's just all about the big picture. And... And um, and just playing that long game, not letting things distract you. Um, you know, there's just so much to to the whole the whole process of um, of developing that winning mentality. There's so many facets of it. Oh man, excuse me. 
yawning on my own podcast. I'm boring myself. Excuse me while I take a sip of this H2. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's really it as far as what I've just noticed lately. It's just the, the complaining and the the poor me's and all that stuff. Like, man, I get it. I'm, I'm telling you, I get it. When I say I get it and why this stuff annoys me so much, I can't stress this enough. It's not because I think I'm better than anyone. It's not because I think um, people are wrong. I just think you're misguided. I just think you're wasting your time. I know this because I did it. I still do it. It's just gotten easier for me to cope with it. It's gotten easier for me to recover from it, to overcome it. It gets easier with the more practice that you do. And the practice, you don't go out to a field and practice accountability. Accountability comes from just recognizing it. You just recognize when you're not being accountable. When you recognize it, that's practice. When you recognize, oh, I said this, but I really... It really is my fault. You know what I mean? Like just those things. When you start seeing it in your own head, that's practice and calling yourself out. Even if you fail so many times when I wasn't accountable, when I was complaining, and then afterwards I go back in my mind and I call myself out on it, that's practice. You know why? Because the more you do it, the more, uh, the better you get at identifying it and the better you get at identifying it is going to lead you to being able to preemptively stop it and that's where i'm at i'm at a place where i'm preemptively stopping it on a regular basis i'm getting so much better at it and i I did not think it was possible when people say you got to practice empathy like how do you practice empathy i gotta go to the gym and fucking shoot shots empathy shots into the bucket no you practice it by calling yourself out on it when you're not doing it start identifying it Start taking a look at the things you're doing and identifying them as wrong. And you'll see how you begin to correct them. And when you begin to correct them, you get better at correcting them. And when you get better at correcting them, you get better at not doing it in the fucking first place. And that's that's just really the key. That's, you know, for all these little things like empathy. Empathy is really big with me right now because it's allowing me not to get angry at people. It's allowing me to to see things from different perspectives. It's not just always about what's going on in my head and the story that I'm telling myself. Simple, a simple example of this, and I'll wrap it up on this. A simple example of me, a simple example of me practicing empathy is in traffic. All right, I get road rage. I get angry at people and the way they drive because I'm the perfect driver and I never do the things that anybody else does, okay? Sarcasm there. But how I practice empathy on a really ridiculous scale is if somebody is riding my ass, let's say, right? If I'm in the left lane doing 75 and somebody's on my ass, I can get angry. I could slam on the brakes. I could start cursing them in the mirror. But what if that person's rushing to the hospital because their mom's about to die? All right? 
What if that person's rushing because their kid just got into an accident and they're dying and they're trying to rush there to talk to them for the last time? You don't fucking know what people are going through. You don't know. So be empathetic towards that. Just don't assume that people are assholes. Assume something's wrong. Assume something empathetic. Why? Not because of them. You're not doing that for them. I get zero out of some doing that in the car because I'm never going to talk to that person again. I'm, I mean, I don't get zero. I give, you know, I'm, that person's getting zero from me, right? They don't get anything. They don't get anything when I give them the finger either, right? You don't win anything. You, you're just making yourself angrier. You're just ruining your day. You're working up your blood pressure, your cholesterol. I don't even know if that affects cholesterol. That might be completely stupid. Um, But that's the point. The point is I'm showing empathy to these people, not for them. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for my own peace of mind because there's no freaking reason that I need to be angry about this person and then going to work and talking about this person for an hour. You think that fucking person is talking about me? You think that person gives a shit about me? No. They could be at the hospital, you know, kissing their mom goodbye or kissing their kid goodbye for the last time. And I'm over here calling them an asshole because they were tailgating me for fucking 10 seconds. 10 seconds out of the 365 day year. I'm bitching about that. You know how fucking ridiculous it is? And I get so angry at people when I hear people talk about their road rage. And I'm just like, well, you sound so stupid. In my mind, I don't tell people that. Because... I get angry about that because I see that in myself. When I get angry at people, I don't know if this might be you, a lot of the times when I get angry at other people, I am projecting, right? I'm getting angry at what I don't like in myself. And that's one of those things. So that's what I mean when I practice empathy. When something happens, when people do something, um, I try to empathize with where they're coming from that I don't know. I don't know the whole story, right? The story I'm writing in my head is one-sided. That's just my point of view. There's other point of views other than mine. And man, when I operate this, I'm just talking about peace of mind, people. I'm not talking about being a yogi floating on air. I'm just talking about not stressing so much and just being slightly more comfortable throughout the day, slightly happier. That shit is so powerful. You, You have no idea how not getting angry at people and then chasing behind them and you're you know like you're just putting yourself in danger for nothing it's so stupid the whole the whole idea so i try to do that i try to do that with people on a regular basis um but uh just in the car was a good place for me to practice empathy that's really where i I honed my empathetic skills was in the car um and just trying to be empathetic towards people i I would get angry and i'd be like what are these fucking people and they're like oh well you know what maybe the mother died you know maybe they're on their you know what i mean like you just don't know what people are going through you know like i at one time um I had gotten some crazy news and I was like all shook up in the morning before work and I just got in my car and like, I don't know, I wasn't thinking, my mind was racing, I was all like emotional, it was just crazy, I was in a crazy spot, a temporarily crazy spot in my mind and I 
thought I put the car in drive and I, it was in reverse and I backed into a car. You know, like the guy could have came out and cursed me out. and I, I would have been the asshole. But you know what? I was going through something. Like, and that happens to other people. Like when you see somebody run a stop sign, when you see somebody do something stupid, you think that that person's stupid because they did that. But you don't know what that person does every single day. That could have been the only time they've ever done that before. And they just happen to catch you. And because you think the whole world revolves around you, you think that that person you know, is stupid forever. That they're always stupid. <sighs> I don't know. That, I mean, these are just little things I've been practicing. Um, you know, with my progression, I'd love anybody that has any feedback about these things. Uh, your experience about it too, you know, um, reach out to me. Hit me up on the DMs uh, and talk to me about it. I love to talk about this stuff all the time. Mindset and focus and um, discipline. Discipline is something I'm working on now. Uh, with you know doing these little monthly challenges i'm currently in the middle of a meditation challenge from march um, which i'm failing at (laughs) i'm failing at the meditation challenge because i didn't do it every single day i failed a bunch of days Um, but that's part of working on things as failing learning why i failed and not repeating the same mistake and trying to get better at it um, and not giving up and just being persistent um that's it. I could just go on to a lot of things, guys, but I want to wrap this up. It's been almost an hour here. I'm really excited to see if this thing recorded. If it didn't, I'm probably going to punch somebody in the face tomorrow because I'm going to be so angry. This was a really good talk um, you know, with me and myself, and thank you for listening. Uh, please uh, like, share, and subscribe, and all that good social media shit. I am Vic is funny on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that's iz though not vic is funny with the s not spelled normal um some fucking asshole takes it that never even comes online and instagram and twitter refuse to give me those accounts even though those people don't use them and i have a website with my name on it but they don't want to give it to me they also don't want to let me post my stand-up videos because uh they don't want to let me promote my stand-up videos on instagram because i curse stupid children anyway that's it guys thank you so much for listening i will see you guys next week have a wonderful life no no have a wonderful life i'll talk to you guys next week have a wonderful week all right be strong